Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to ACC Football and Beyond for this Tuesday, June 16th, as we always like to tell you, and it doesn't always apply. Depends on what's going on in the world of college football. We start the show off nationally with anything that's relevant and then get into the minutiae and the details of what happened and recapping the uh, week that was inside the ACC, in this case the ACC, um, a different uh, podcast every day, a different conference focus every day. Certainly we're going to start uh, at the top talking about the latest that's going on at Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy um, and one of his players, his top player, Chuda Hubbard, the response to that, kind of where we are with that in the latest and some discussions about some of the goings-on inside in Stillwater, inside the uh, program, the politics of that program. So we're going to get into that. Certainly going to talk a little bit about Dabo Sweeney and kind of how he's handled things over the weekend in the Black Lives Matter march and protest that he was involved in. All the latest transfer information. Got a bunch of that. Recruiting news. How about Liberty? And we go outside the league, you know, but in the region, Liberty getting a three-star quarterback. Impressive. Miami, North Carolina, Florida State to adding some additions. Um, talk a little bit about uh, Florida State, the running back situation. Uh, talk about um, um, a running back situation at Syracuse. Um, a guy that I think has got some upside in the secondary for Central Florida. And uh, kind of keeping with the running back theme, um, what could happen at Virginia at the running back position? And, of course, uh, our breakdown. We will break down a school, maybe even a couple of schools, uh, depending on how it goes. We may need to um, kind of figure in all the days and all the times. We'll we'll figure that in. But uh want to break down Boston College, the Jeff Halfley Boston College. We'll break down that group as he is in a first year uh, of his new job, coming over from Ohio State, uh, running the BC program. So a lot to get to today. Uh, uh, as always, we are thankful for the great folks at 401k Generation that are bringing you this podcast. Experts in financial planning, they are. Experts in 401ks, 401k IRAs, anything to do with money management investments, they can help you reach your financial goals. So get your financial check up today, will you? You do that medically. You do that, um, you know, in other areas. Get a financial checkup. Make sure that you're on the right plan of attack. Um, are you investing in the right things? Are you saving enough? What are you doing? What are your goals? Make sure that you're on track to reach them. It's the only way, just like we do in coaching and scouting, got to make sure that you're on track to meet all of your goals. So, Give the folks at 401k Generation a call or a text today. Learn more about what it is they do. No obligation to call them or text them. Just, you know, just find out what they're all about. Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation are licensed in all 50 states. So give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. Make sure that you get this... um, podcast to your phone each and every day um you do that by signing up for landry football's conference call you'll get this podcast you get the pro football podcast soon you'll be getting some more we are uh we've already got a deal done with an sec uh 
podcast, Blake Rafino of SEC Gumbo coming aboard. <clears throat> yes, I've got uh, plans for an ACC podcast. Really excited about if we can get the deal done with the guys that we want. Maybe one, maybe two together, mix and match. So want to check. Um, you want to make sure that we don't want to uh, jinx ourselves there. But hopefully uh, that'll work out with the guys that we have planned. We're really excited about what we can do, and we're trying to get one for every conference, every region in the country, and certainly break things down that way. Uh, also, got a guy that's going to be working on recruiting just a couple of times uh, a week. So um, you're going to like what we're doing, and we're trying to grow and provide you more insight and information, part of the LandryFootball.com family. So check that out today. Um and uh, by the way, LandryFootball.com is where you want to go uh, to get the latest information around the world of college football, the NFL draft boards, recruiting boards, the latest inside information. Take advantage of our scouting season offer today. Um, uh, less than $5 a month. Um, it's a great way to keep posted on all the latest inside information, uh, all of the analysis that gets you ready for the football season, gets you ready for games during the football season, and gets you ready for everything to do with recruiting, the draft, you name it all year round at LandryFootball.com. We are there for you. So give us give um, a look today. You can try it out for a month, three months, but take advantage of that scouting season offer. That's the best offer that we have. So take advantage of that. All right, so... The biggest news, really strange news, coming out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, first of all, let's take a step back. You had Mike Gundy come out. And, and by the way, he came out and he said, you know, I can't remember the exact date, but you remember it was a while back. He said, I expect my, my staff to be back June 1st and yada, yada. And as it turned out, he was right. That's kind of when things broke. But as I was kind of critical at that point, and he had to back off those comments because you don't come out, and as I said at the time, speak as you're an expert on where this is going with the COVID-19 and, you know, what you think and put your different views on it. You're not – no one is concerned or interested in what your thoughts are about when you should come back, not come back, whatever. Not relevant. You're a football coach. Take care of your football team. Mike has always been plenty tone deaf. He's on the goofy side. Uh, anybody that has a hobby of hunting rattlesnakes, you know, is, is hey, he's a little different. He tends to kind of speak, and, you know, we've seen him, you know, got the famous – you know, speech following a game, that's fine. You know, blow-ups are okay. But he's a little bit goofy in that regard. Good coach has done a good job. He's not had the best relationship with Mike Holder, his athletic director, uh, the late Boone T. Boone Pickens, um, and he did not get along very well. There are a lot of boosters. They've not been real happy with him. They, um, He is certainly – been crafty in using other perceived interests by other schools to get him a lock-solid 
expensive contract and buyout. So he's in good situation there. That's a little bit of a background. Made that statement about the COVID-19. Well, he made a comment recently talking about this One American Network, which I admit I've heard about, not really seen. In fact, I've actually come across that. I can't really say that I'm not one that's going to stop very long on political shows at all. Just not a big believer in any of it. The trustworthiness of any of it, just me. Um, And I do try to stay in my lane. But he, and, and those of you probably know a lot better than I about the network. It's it's a apparently a far right leaning and very, very pro President Trump, which which again that's that's fine, that's what they do. Um but apparently to the point where they've made some very, very controversial statements about the Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement in the current environment that we are in today. Folks, everybody can have their opinion. It's a free country. You hear that a lot, right? Yes, it is. But you're going to be held responsible for what you say. And it is just a fact. If you're coaching college football, which Mike Gundy is, and you have an opinion, sure he's not the only one that probably is a far-right-leaning, maybe that's the network of their choice, what have you, keep that to yourself. Oh, but it's a free country, Chris. You can say whatever you want. Oh, yes, you can. But when the people that you're relying upon the most, that you're recruiting and depending upon the most, are going to be completely, I mean, what would you say, 99% different leaning thinking to the point where they might be offended, you're opening yourself up to some trouble. Well, Mike Gundy put his foot in his mouth again, or he put a shirt on his back. He's caught, I guess, on a fishing trip with the T-shirt, the One American Network. Look, I mean, it could have been a situation where maybe his shirt got wet and a buddy of his gave him a T-shirt and he got caught. It was on Twitter. You could explain that away, perhaps. But when you combine that with his previous comments about he made the comment, Mike Gundy did, about how much he liked the network and that, hey, they don't give any opinions. They're just straight news. So he's basically making a strong political statement and has. And his top player, Chuda Hubbard, wouldn't have any of it. Look, we're in an environment. You saw it with Mike Norvell. Chris Doyle has been let go. At Iowa officially, you're going to have some of these issues. Dabo Sweeney had to deal with it. Now, Dabo's got a little bit more clout. And, you know, but he's having to explain, and he's having to really show that he's, you know, all in on Black Lives Matter, tribute and all that, more on that in a second. And he's Dabo, who's won titles. Not that you expect to win titles at Oklahoma State. And Mike has done a good job. He's got a good team this year, by the way. 
a team that can really make some noise this year in the Big 12. But he's someone that not a lot, not, not everybody, far from not everybody in that Oklahoma State family, football family, is excited about. They'd love nothing more to try to use this potentially to move on from him with cause. He's not getting rid of him and paying out that buyout. I'm telling you right now. But, and here's the thing. Is it a big deal? You put a T-shirt? No, all of that adds up. Quickly, you could tell damage control, just like he did the last time. Put his foot in his mouth. He removed his foot out of his mouth, took a little mouthwash, and went and made a statement. Now, put out a video with Judah Hubbard saying, you know, I understand the appropriateness, and we're going to correct it, so on and so forth, and all together, kumbaya, it's fine. Could be it. You know how this works. That on the surface is fine. Move on, no big deal. As long as he doesn't continue to be tone deaf, it's not the end of Mike Gundy, unless somebody tries to make more of it. Is this something, as you know, in this day and age, things take a life of their own? Somebody makes a big deal of it. He comes under scrutiny. They start looking back at his past comments. Then you could see a situation where they might attempt to fire him with cause, at least threaten to do it, reduce the buyout. It's not out of the question. It depends upon where the news cycle and the flow of momentum takes this. It's buried because something else happens in the news cycle to bury it. Or, you know, but every every time you have a situation where somebody says or does something inappropriate, doesn't make the right statement. Folks, again, yes, it's a free country, but when you are going to coach – the majority of your players being black athletes, and you're going to show something that's insensitive, that it was downright offensive to them, it's not going to go over well. It's common sense. This is where Mike is goofy, tone deaf, whatever you want to call it, a combination of things that just doesn't really think and just is a Loose cannon type guy. He's not the only person that probably thinks that or have that those political leanings, as I mentioned. Keep it to yourself. Respect the fact that other people may not agree with that. And to the point where they might take it in an offensive way. And if they do, it's going to hurt you in recruiting. It's going to hurt you in the locker room. It's going to hurt you. Think before you speak. Dabble Sweeney doesn't always, again, he's kind of in that awkward, say, goofy thing sometimes. Um, He's had to address the decision, defend his decision to keep Danny Perriman on his staff. Again, he's had a lot more success on the field. He's now attempted to be really involved with the Black Lives Matter movement 
And I thought he did a good job this weekend kind of putting that to rest. So that's, you know, on the back burner for now, and they can move forward. So we'll see how that plays out. Now on to the news of the week in the ACC. Former James Madison redshirt sophomore wide receiver Dylan Spalding transferred to Virginia Tech as a preferred walk-on. It's a three-star recruit that signed with West Virginia uh, sat out the 18 season due to an injury. He's actually a pretty good player. He's 6'1", he's 215, can play immediately. He's not on scholarship, so he can compete for snaps, be a role player. Uh, nothing to get overly excited about, but a quality walk-on candidate there. North Carolina State redshirt sophomore defensive lineman Kenan Solomon has entered the transfer portal. He signed it with the pack and signed with the pack in 18. Did not play in either of his two years. Um, can play right away. You know the drill in the FCS level. Georgia Tech senior kicker Brenton King has entered the transfer portal. Interesting one. He um, He's leaving to pursue something non-sports related, but he did enter the portal. It was 42 of 46 on extra points, 9 of 17 um, on his field goals. So he's eligible to play immediately if he does choose to do so and find a new school. Syracuse senior Alan Stritzinger has entered the transfer portal. He's 6'4". He's one. 85, three-star uh, running back recruit in the 17 class, shift over to safety prior to his sophomore campaign. He's played 29 games since joining the program, posted 27 tackles, an interception, four passes defended, entered the portal as a graduate. He's going to be eligible to play immediately. Um, Florida State freshman defensive tackle Emmanuel Rogers is going to transfer to Hutchinson Community College after failing to qualify uh, academically with the Seminoles. Uh, Rogers, uh, 6'6", 317, was a four-star signing over the winter. Tall, young guy. He's got a lot of potential. Um, certainly got a couple of season vets and Marvin Wilson and uh, Corey Durden and Robert Cooper. They've got a nice trio of defensive tackles, so they can certainly develop this guy uh, down the road. Former Miami redshirt senior tight end and son of Michael Irvin, Michael Irvin, the second is transferred to Florida Atlantic as a graduate. He's 6'3", he's 235. He entered the portal in early May. Uh, didn't make uh, any uh, ground at all on the depth chart uh, at the U. Virginia Tech redshirt senior offensive lineman Tyrell Smith has received a six-year of eligibility from the NCAA. Three-star recruit coming out. He appeared in 44 games during his first five years in Blacksburg, mainly on special teams. Had a patella injury, uh, tendon injury that uh, set him back in 19. Uh, but he's got uh, the unusual extra year. Some recruiting news. Um, how about Liberty getting a verbal from a good quarterback, three-star quarterback in Nate Hampton. He's 6'6", 230 at Davie County High School in Moxville, North Carolina. Uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, Florida Atlantic, Vanderbilt, among the other schools that was interested Strong get for Liberty and Coach Hugh Freeze, and that's the reason there's a top 50, top 60 type pro-style passer. So good get for Hugh and his staff. It shows the ability to recruit and find guys and sell what you do offensively. Uh, Hugh's at some point going to get a chance at a bigger-time program uh, doing a good job at Liberty. Miami received the verbal from four-star wide receiver Romello Brinson. Picking the, the Canes over A&M, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, uh, 6'2", 175 pounder. Uh, it's the second time he's committed to Miami. He was previously pledged last February, 
to November. Top 130 player on the composite board. 25th best player at the wideout position in the country. So good get, re-get, uh, good get again for the Canes. North Carolina gets a verbal from four-star defensive end Javari Ritzy, 6'4", 275. Uh, chose North Carolina over South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio State. Defensive end is a good local get for Mac Brown and company. Plays at Glenn High School in Kernersville, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina's got 16 pledges in 2021 um, and 11th with the four-star designation. And uh, also, I uh, forgot to mention at Florida State, getting a verbal from three-star center Bryson Estes, um, 6'3", Arizona State, Nebraska, Missouri, Penn State, or the others. Um, uh, McDonough, Georgia, uh, really good versatility, can play a couple of positions on the offensive line. Nice, nasty finisher, really good flat back coming off the ball um, like this kid. I think he's one of the top five or six prospects um, uh, in this 2021 class. Uh, also, uh, Florida State, uh, redshirt sophomore Jason Corbin has the edge, uh, I'm told, by that coaching staff to be the starting tailback for the Seminoles. Uh, they lost Cam Akers. Very productive were, was he. Um, uh, you know, um, going with the Rams. Corbin transferred into Tallahassee from A&M in December. He's given a waiver to play immediately for Florida State this fall. Uh, Kalan Laburn, um, Anthony Grant, a um, couple of freshmen are going to compete for the job. But uh, it's Corbin's job, I think, to lose here. Um, also at Florida State, linebacker Cornell Green has been dismissed from the program. He just transferred to the Florida State program as a walk-on from Purdue. Um, no word officially, but just some personality conflicts, disciplinary issues. He was limited to just six games because of injuries in 19. He had a redshirt season left. So uh, if he can find another home, I can't play in 2020, but he could join a program in 2021. Some notes uh, of guys I wanted to mention before I get into a Boston College breakdown. Syracuse redshirt senior uh, Abdul Adams. Um, expect him to be the starter there. Um, he transferred into Syracuse in 18. After sitting out that year as a backup to Mo Neal in 19, rushed for 336 yards uh, on 87 carries. With Neal graduated, um, the battle for the starting gigs wide open. Um, it certainly would make sense. He's 5'11", he's 214 pounds. Uh, I think he's the favorite there. He's the, the most capable of coming in. I think Jawar Jordan is the other tailback that could uh, earn a lot of playing time. Um, so, um, you know, if the former Oklahoma running back gets the opportunity, I think he can put up good numbers uh, in uh, this offense. Central Florida has a corner that I like a lot and I think has some upside you should pay attention to. Brandon Moore is a physical, feisty corner with good ball skills. Um, got a little bit of Mike Hughes in him. He's six feet. He's 185 pounds. He's had some injury issues that set him back um, in the opener against Florida A&M. But, you know, he certainly needs to stay healthy. But this guy's got NFL ability. He's got 13-game uh, starting uh, uh, skills in his background, 43 tackles, an interception, 10 passes defended. Uh, and also at running back uh, at Virginia, Ronnie Walker. Could make an impact if he's rule eligible to play. Um, 
They did not thrive running the ball last year, even with the dual threat quarterback and Bryce Perkins. But Walker's 5'11", 211, highly recruited player um, from Virginia, for uh, Indiana. Uh, didn't get much a chance to play before transferring in April. Uh, junior Wayne Tulapapa uh, and um, and sophomore Mike Hollins or the other guys that they're hoping to take a big step. But Walker um, could um, – could really be the key guy for him, at least to start, uh, if he is ruled eligible. So we're going to break down, you know, a school or two until we get through all of the schools in each conference and certainly in this show, the ACC show, on Tuesdays. Talk right now about Boston College. They've had a, you know, a, a program that, it's a new era now. Jeff Atley coming in. Half league coming in. Steve Adazio, six bowl appearances, seven seasons. 44, 44 record. Martin Jarman said, want to go with somebody different. The culture in Ohio State was appealing to him. Um, this is a rebuild, no question. He's put some NFL people together on the staff. He's going to try to sell that. The past... Boston College NFL experience and going to try to sell that in recruiting. But they're inheriting a team that went 6-7 last year, including a 4-4 four and four mark in the ACC. We know that's not a difficult league, so you're pretty mediocre if you, you can go you go 500 there. Not bad, but it's, it's very, very mediocre at best. BC is qualified for four straight bowl games, but not recorded an eight-win season since 2009. Um... There's some talent. There's just not a lot of it. They have a big physical offensive line, one of the best tight ends in the ACC in Hunter Long. The defensive line struggled last year. Um, don't have the top-end talent to change. Um, quarterback position could be an issue. Let's take a look at it. Um, offensively, gone is A.J. Dillon. Gone is Anthony Brown to Oregon. Uh, David Bailey is a good back and probably could fill the role in this offense maybe even more effectively than A.J. Dillon could. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry, um, which is better than Dillon. Different type of back. He's got lead back potential, and I loved him against NC State, and I loved him against Syracuse. Played very, very well. Um, Quarterback situation is an issue. Um, Jerkovic. The Notre Dame transfer is a really talented guy, and getting him to play early is pivotal. Without him, it's going to be a struggle. Um, Kobe White is the top receiving threat, but I really like this Zay Flowers kid who's got really big playability, like Hunter Long at tight end, reliable target. I, they got four or five starters returning on the offensive line, Elijah Johnson. He's in line to take over the right guard spot for John Phillips, who's moved on. Uh, defensively, uh, fifth-year senior outside backer Max Richardson opted to stay at BC, play out his final year of eligibility. He's going to be one of the, the primarily leaders there. Uh, John Lamont and uh, Joe Sparacino and, um, and Isaiah McDuffie on the strong side lead a good linebacker core. Uh, new defensive scheme coming in. 
learning curve there. Uh, you've got the two brothers, Brandon and Bryce Sebastian, returning in the secondary. Um, Mike Palmer led led them with two interceptions last year. He's back. Jason um, Matry is going to line up opposite Sebastian at corner. Uh, and, again, on the defensive line, Jurgen and uh, Tanner um, Carafa must be replaced. Bryce Morris is a good fit. Um, the key special teams guys are returning. Uh, it's It's got some experience on defense. They've got to continue to play physical ball on defense. They've got to find a way to get more done on offense to help it a little bit. Last year, the Eagles ranked – among the nation's best at forcing negative rushing plays last year. They recorded 82 tackles for a loss across 508 rushing attempts, excluding sacks. That's That led the ACC. But the defense surrendered an average of 23.5 first downs per game in 19. That put them ranked 12th in the ACC and 119th nationally. That al- They allowed 166 first downs on passing plays. That's the second most in the country. So... They've got some guys coming back, but they don't have a lot of ability to generate, um, to get off the field in in critical moments, defending the run a little bit better than defending the pass. So they're going to have to do a little bit more. Um, It's become a very mediocre program. Jeff did a really good job at Ohio State. Now, they ran a very simplified scheme in the country. They're going to have to run a lot of junk defenses here. They, they, they cannot line up and play you personnel for personnel. They're going to have to do things creatively. They're going to have to get more out of this team. they got a lot of NFL guys. So you throw in the need to be creative, to do different things in a very, you know, virtual short offseason, that's going to be quite the challenge. You know, they've known, you know, over time to have good backs. Um, you know, Dylan played hard. Uh, they've, you've got to get that running game going to help the offense. And I think the offense, um, with the offensive line, can do some things a little bit differently and build off of that. Defensively, they didn't do a whole lot, but, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to start over to some degree, um, go fresh with a new scheme. You know, there's not a lot of talent locally. They're going to have to get out of their comfort zone. BC and Syracuse has got similar issues. I do think Deion Jones can help them in the secondary. I kind of alluded to him, but he can help them early. There's just not a lot of early impact guys. Um, there's not a lot of, from a recruiting standpoint, uh, a whole lot that gets you excited week in and week out. You look at it, um, you look at the schedule, um, a game like Syracuse is pivotal. That's a game of equals, resources, talent level. A big game for Dino because Dino can't really lose a game like that. Um, you know, if he's he's further into his program. But you, but you look at him. Uh, Kansas, you know, Syracuse is a toss-up. Add Kansas is a toss-up. Purdue's a loss. Clemson's a loss. Louisville's a loss. Virginia Tech's a loss. Holy Cross is a win. NC State's probably a loss. Florida State's a loss. North Carolina's a loss. Toss-up at Wake. You know, you've got 
I'm being kind with four toss-ups and two wins. Holy Cross in Ohio. And and, and I'm going to tell you, I, I say they're going to beat Ohio. I, I think that Ohio could absolutely win. It's probably more of a toss-up there. So I think Holy Cross is the only the only win I'd say, yes, that's an absolute win. So you're looking at, you know, uh, a, a rebuild here that, you know, six and seven is going to be tough. I don't say six wins. Going to have to improve the personnel. Going to have to put a scheme in. Going to have to have some growing pains. Going to have to find a way to be really creative on both sides of the ball. I know in the past they've been the physical power team. Probably going to spread a little bit more on offense. Probably going to do some things defensively to junk it up a little bit to kind of, you know, make it taste a little bit better. Going to have to do that. And then going to have to get outside the box and get some guys in recruiting to sell the academic side. Uh, can sell that, you know, we've got NFL people coaching you uh, with experience. That's what they're going to have to do. But, you know, could be, could be. Strong candidate, let me put it to you that way, for worst team in the ACC this year. We shall see. Hey, that's a look at ACC football and beyond this week. And, again, as we get a little closer in the news, we can maybe um, – uh, it won't be as much news. We can we can get through it and um, like to cover all that stuff for you, keep you up to date on everything that's going on. But certainly want to spend a little time in preview. So we're going to try to get through – try to work through some – Schools not only uh, in the conference but in the region. So we're going to try to do that here and try to do it, um, obviously, in each of the shows. So be sure to listen each and every day, and we'll get you through the entire country. The detailed breakdowns, though, are going to be on LandryFootball.com where we go over how the play, how the whole roster is graded, how these players graded out coming out of high school, who are the pro prospects, uh, what, are the, what are the color grades on the players mean, a complete preview of the team, uh, look at a depth chart. We've got look at the recruiting class coming in. So a whole bunch of stuff we've got for you there at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check it out, take advantage of the scouting season offer today. Make sure that you flip on over and listen to our pro football show uh, as well and check out uh, 401K Generation. Give them a call, give them a text at one 8669985879 Tell them that we sent you. They'll take good care of you. Uh, and uh, thank them again for providing this podcast to you as we are looking to grow and excited about doing that. Check out on the details as we head uh, closer and closer towards football season. Hey, good to be with you as always. Uh, Talk to you over on the other side and tomorrow. So long, everybody.